Hey gang, thanks for listening to Marriage Therapy Radio. I'm Zach, I'm here with Laura. We're talking today about fight or flight. What happens when your pulse is just up there and you feel like you're in danger? What are you supposed to do? What are your options? Um, And um, what does it mean if you uh, feel like you're in danger or you're unsafe? That's a cool conversation. As always, stick around. (coughs) Getting all the coughs out. Get them all out. Yep. That was actually recorded. I recorded that one. You did. It's coronavirus. Oh, don't say that. I won't. I will say though that I, we, you know, when we traveled to, we traveled to Hawaii, I got a cough and the, it, it's still in me. I still mm. like have this weird, but I didn't have, um, a, what do you call it? A fever. So that's how I was like, oh, it's just a cough, but yeah. <clears throat> we are in the midst of it. It's like Seattle and Oregon are getting hit hard with it. I literally just read an email from my kid's school and all it is saying the same thing. Wash your freaking hands, people wash for 20 seconds and use soap. Yeah. Yeah. It's insane. I mean, my kids are, it's so weird. Cause you don't like, I'm just, I'm, I've never really panicked about stuff before. And mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's hard to understand exactly what information you should care about and what information right. you shouldn't. And, um, you know, everything around here is getting canceled. So it's, it's, it's kind yeah. of crazy. Yeah. My mom is a school teacher and, um, and she was saying basically like, I think we're going to cancel school. Like schools are dropping like flies. Like, mm-hmm. all right, early retirement for you, ma. Mm. Anyway, um, I'm going to run 10 miles on Saturday and okay. I'll let you know how it goes. But the nine miles last week went really, really well, but I don't want to get too confident. I want to go in feeling like, Oh no, can I do this? And then I want to feel really surprised when I crush it. Why are you doing this? Are you training for something? Yeah, I'm training for a half. I'm I'm actually going to say it f- to lock myself in emotionally and with all of our listeners and say, I am going to run the Bend, Oregon half marathon in April. So I still have about a month and a half to train. Right on. Yeah. Half marathon is half marathon is my favorite distance, distance. to run. Yeah, yeah, that's what you said. Yeah. yeah. Um, yesterday I was running next to a gentleman who was maybe in his like early 60s and he was pushing me. We were running around the track and I just and he's six foot five, giant man of like very like a Clydesdale of a man and he's kicking my butt and we ran eight eight minute miles. That's fast. And that's yeah. only because of him. I ran a minute and a half faster than I felt comfortable doing because I had my Clydesdale next to me. Just that's saying. that is fast. <laughs> it is. Yeah. yeah. Hey, can I just mention this? You guys, Zach and I, I'm in a great mood, by the way. I've been taking my vitamin B. Um, We are just going to go ahead and announce. We're super excited. We're going to be doing some live events, live virtual events, that is, um, coming up. So I'm just going to tell you about them now and and you'll hear more about them. But um, our first one's coming up. um, It's Tuesday. So Tuesday, April 21st, 9 a.m., and if you can't make that one, then we have Thursday, April 23rd, 4.30 p.m. And this is Pacific Standard Time. So if you're not a morning person, we have an evening time and it's going to be a live event and we're going to be teaching and interacting with you and we'll give you more details. But I just wanted you to know that's coming on the horizon. Get stoked, get excited because I'm on fire about it. Mm-hmm. I got it. I got sparked with excitement. There you go. Mark your calendars now. Mark your calendars. Okay. You won't want to miss it. Um, yeah, cool. You want Um, to bring up what we're talking about? Uh, well, I was waiting for you to say something about when you were running around the track, your pulse got really high and you wanted to, 
Yeah. Yeah. I kept, I kept checking my, my new watch that my husband got for me for Christmas. Thank you, honey. Um, to see like what my heart rate was at. And I would say my resting heart rate is typically like in the seventies. Do you know what yours is, Zach? Um, it's probably a little bit lower than that. I think it's around like 62. Okay. I just went to the doctor recently and I know like I was in the seventies and that felt low to me, but first of all, it's good to know what your resting heart rate is. And this is our segue because we had a listener that had written in and had basically said, Hey guys, I know that when you go into basically that fight or flight mode, when you are in maybe like a toxic conversation with your partner or a disagreement that's gone awry and your heart rate reaches up and over a hundred beats per minute. That's, that is when you go into fight or flight. And there's a whole lot of things why that's why it's hard for you to be in fight or flight. And then also try and have a meaningful conversation with your partner. But this listener is saying, I get that, but I just wanted to let you know for about six months now, my heart rate has been up and over a hundred beats per minute like perpetually. It's just kind of there. It's stuck. And so um, our listener was just asking a little bit about that. Like, is it possible to just be in perpetual fight or flight? And I thought it would be interesting to kind of recap on what, what happens when you go into fight or flight, what might be some signs or symptoms. And then also, is this a real thing? Like, is, is she experiencing I don't know what you would call it, like chronic stress, chronic fight or flight. So I wanted to chat with you about that and um, have our listeners listen to us chat about it. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a bizarre thing actually. And it makes me, I mean, first of all, we should say that we're not doctors. We don't know anything about what we're actually talking about here. Um, But it makes me kind of wonder like, what would be the cause of that for her? And does it just shift the baseline, right? It, it, it's like, mm. it, it, you know, if her heart rate is just high, is it the same as somebody having gray hair or somebody having a, you know, uh, I don't know, you know, a, a pinky that's out of whack or something. Mm-hmm. I, I, have, I have this client and I can't, when he's in here, I can't take my eyes off of his pinkies because like, oh, no. if you can imagine like putting your hand, like just holding your hand and all your fingers together, then he when, when his pinky like doesn't go together, it's like out. It's like, Oh yeah. Yeah. It's like at a weird wonky angle. Anyway, I'm uh-huh. just saying like, it's not necessarily that it's wrong. It's just other, right. It's other than that. Right. Typical. So that would be my first question about this woman is, is it just, does she have a different baseline than everybody else? Which means we have to sort of start in a different place, but. Well, but okay. Think, yeah, go ahead. I mean, that is the question, right? Like what, what is your baseline? And the reason why I'm concerned is because it's a difference. She said it's, it's Mm -hmm. been about six months and it's not like I'm um, getting flooded faster. Cause that's, that's definitely a thing. I I find that oftentimes if you're experiencing, let's just say like uh, an increase in baseline stress, like maybe your job, like, Oh man, accountants right now. So if you're an accountant, you're probably stressed out from, I don't know, maybe March until July or March until June, you have like your busy season. And so your overall stress level is getting raised. And then let's say like you get home and the dog is barking and jumping up on you and your kids are demanding attention and your wife is pissed off. And you might flood, emotionally flood faster because you're already at that heightened stress Mm. level. So 
what what you might be experiencing is a faster flood and it might take you a little bit longer to come back down to that that regular consistent heartbeat but what this gal is saying is that she's been at a raised heart rate all the time it's just for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours during the day, her heart rate is up and over 100 beats per minute and is kind of wondering about about this. And she's given us some clues too about her relationship that's going on in her life. Sorry to cut you off, Zach. Did you have something that you were going to share? No, I just think, you know, again, there's so many variables here. And I think the thing that that we kind of need to start with is you don't you don't necessarily go into fight or flight, right? You go into what's called diffuse physiological arousal. You go into this place that your body then decides whether to fight or flee. And I think one of the, and then what's the other one? The new one is like fight, freeze. Flight, or freeze. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, what, what's really required here is the enough is patience enough to figure out whether or not you're really in danger, right? Like um, mm. your, your body says I'm in danger. And so maybe we act out, maybe we fight back or maybe we mm-hmm. run away, but what's required is this, uh, ability to pause long enough to go because I'm feeling attacked doesn't mean I'm actually being attacked. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or does it mean that, you know, I, I think that that's the piece that is um, particularly for this woman, if she's in this kind of constant state, it's going to require a little bit more vigilance about whether or not she's really feeling, um, you know, threatened or, or like she needs to protect herself. So <clears throat> she gave some clues and this was interesting because um one of the clues that she gave is, hey, so my heart rate's been up and over 100 beats per minute perpetually for the last six months. Coincidentally, my relationship has not been on solid ground for about the last six months. Maybe maybe it was kind of at this perpetual state of roommate syndrome. And then in the last six months, something changed. And that's what I'm looking at is like, what was what has shifted or changed in the last six months where your heart rate is not going back down to your original baseline? And is it healthy? Should I be concerned about this? The thing that you had mentioned, which I really like, is the word of safety. Like when I don't feel safe, then my body starts to register. My mind starts to register. I need to fight or I need to flee. And I'm imagining that maybe she doesn't feel like she's in danger, like physical danger, uh, like she's not in a dangerous relationship or partner, you know, isn't they're not combative with one another. But emotionally, I oftentimes find that people don't feel safe because if you think about Maslow's hierarchy of needs, if you don't have that sense of belonging and you don't have that sense of feeling like you're loved and cared for, that can rock your hierarchy of needs. And and absolutely, you can begin to feel like you're unsafe. You're on unsafe ground. And if that doesn't cause your heart rate to go up, I don't know what would. If you're feeling like, I don't know where my next, next meal is. I don't know where or when I'm going to be able to have um, a place to put my head and, be, and feel safe and secure in a sh- under a shelter. These are all part of Maslow's hierarchy of needs. And that safety is really compromised when you're experiencing these relational difficulties that you haven't before. Yeah, right on. The dude's name is Maslow. I I was saying Maslow. Yeah, yeah. I think it's because it's Maslowian, Maslowian. I don't know, but Maslow. Thank you. Yeah, you're you're welcome. (laughs) No, but I I think you're right. And these days, like we don't have a lot of... um, I mean, at least people who are uh, equipped to listen to podcasts, they're not probably worried about the roof over their head, right? They're not trying to deal with these 
like really basic needs. But but it, but our bodies still cue in when we feel like we're not. You know, it's it's different. Like our bodies are and our minds and our souls are all are, are all combined. But our bodies sometimes you know inform our our minds, and that's where I think your mind has to have enough like sort of awareness to pay attention to what's going on. Um, mm -hmm. And am I really, am I really in danger? The other thing about this idea of safety, I have people in my office, they say, well, I, I'm, I'm, I'm afraid, or I don't feel safe. And I'm like, what are you afraid of? Like, are mm -hmm. you, you know, what is it that you're, because a lot of times the, we, we experience this fear or this thing, this, this lack of safety, but it's not actually real. Um, or when we start talking about it, it's, it, I would call it like a neurotic fear, right? Not a, mm -hmm. not an actual fear. And so I'm a big advocate for taking a, like a break and just going, hold on a second. I don't know. Did I tell you my new, my new favorite metaphor about, um, the, um, <laughs> the guy on the, the castle wall. Did I tell you this one yet? No, uh -uh. you're the king of metaphors. So go for it. No, it's the same thing, right? Like, so the world needs people who are heightened, right? We need people who are defensive and who are on uh, sort of on the wall. And, but if you're on the wall of this castle and you hear rustling in the woods, you, it's not your job to immediately fire arrows into the woods, right? It's your job to pay attention to whether or not that's Maybe it's a herd of elk that's just like passing by, or maybe Something it's a to pay attention to, maybe it's an invading army. Maybe it's a zombie mm -hmm. army. Who knows? But you don't like hear something that, that triggers you and then immediately start reacting, fighting, mm -hmm. you know, um, you, you, you listen closer, right. You, or you look through your binoculars or you, 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 you know, you call your friend over and say, Hey, do you hear that? You know? And I think that's what the skill is when you go into DPA or when you go into fight or flight, do you have enough patience to really vet, vet the experience and see what's what? Mm. You just, um, it just made me think a lot about this, this listener and how she's interpreting the, the stress of the relationship, like the, the what if scenarios, like the disaster scenario that maybe she's telling herself when, when we're in a hard place, when our relationship goes from maybe not just roommate syndrome, where I'm lonely and disconnected from my partner, but now I feel contempt from my partner. Like my partner doesn't even care for me, doesn't like me, says, says that they are disinterested, unattracted, doesn't know, maybe they're just living with you out of convenience. And these are actual verbal things that your partner is saying to you. Mm. Um, I guess I would ask, what is the story I'm telling myself if this relationship were to end? Or what is the story I'm telling myself that if there's a person, a human being in this world who has these negative feelings towards me and is supposed to be my person... What does that say about me? It's the it's the meaning that we give to a situation that oftentimes determines how how we feel or how we interact with that information. Like two people could have very different reactions when their partner comes to them and says, I don't love you. I'm not attracted to you. I never will be attracted to you. I'm at, I'm with you out of convenience. Two very different people would interpret that information differently and it would then impact the way that they interact with that information. And so I guess what I'm trying to say is that this is a great time to go see an individual therapist for this listener to help you sort through the meaning that you make of this information. Because I think what she's probably doing is she's in a pretty vicious cycle and telling herself some pretty awful things. Um, and so she's hearing and interpreting her partner's reaction to her in a certain way that's keeping her 
physiologically aroused to the point where she's in DPA. Yeah. Just some thoughts. Yeah. I mean, that's gotta be, I mean, it's also gotta be, I don't know. It's probably just not good for your heart. <laughs> you know, you might need to go take a, take some, uh, some blood pressure medicine or something. Well, I mean, Again, that's I'm just, not a doctor. well, I'm not either. And I'm actually a little frustrated that the response that her doctor gave her again, you guys, we are not medical professionals, but if you go from having a resting heart rate of 68 beats per minute, and now you are at a hundred beats per minute from 9am until 10pm. Hello, how are your adrenals doing? How is your blood pressure doing? How is like your body? How are you sleeping? Because if you're not getting sleep because of all of these, the stress that you're experiencing, then your body doesn't get a chance to actually replenish and, and rejuvenate and rest. I feel like that would be a massive, massive issue. But I also think that we are so used to chronic stress in the United States that it does not it doesn't, it's not a cause for concern, especially if it's only been in the last six months. Not a cause for concern with medical doctors. How about that? Yeah. 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 Well, yeah, yeah. So what, what to do? See an individual therapist. Let's work on that. Um, I would be asking myself the question too, if, if your partner is saying things to you, like, I mean, Zach, what would you tell if, 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 a, if a woman walked into your office and said, this is what my partner's saying to me? They aren't attracted to me. They don't love me. Um, and they're only with me out of convenience. What would you say to that person? I would say it's probably time for you to start thinking about your options. I mean, yeah. the, I mean, the reality is that, that anyone who says that stuff out loud is sort of volunteering contempt, right? They're saying, hey, this is, um, you know, it's like they're not even providing the option for... Um, a healthy relationship. And, and, mm -hmm. you know, the other thing I might say is, well, all right, let's, let me, um, why don't you get her, get him in here? Like, um, let me, let me see if I can talk to him and see what's going on for him. Because, you know, the other thing is, I don't think anybody, like anybody who like sort of loves and respects themselves is going to voluntarily say you suck. You, mm -hmm. my partner, who I love you, you, I don't, you know, I want you to know that, that I intentionally want you to feel small. And so the, you know, for me, it's more like, let's see what's going on for them. Cause maybe they're dysregulated, you know, maybe they have some kind of, mm. um, some kind of issue going on. That's really yeah. shame or depression or anxiety, or, you know, maybe they're drunk and, yeah. or whatever, like who knows. But I think my, my inclination is always to collect more data. Um, yeah. so. Oh boy. I mean, this is a, this was a listener question. So I really appreciate you guys. We have something new that for listeners, when you send in your questions, keep it, this is for my own benefit, but keep it brief, keep it short. Um, and then also you're going to get an auto reply and the auto reply is going to say, Hey, do you mind if we talk about this on the podcast? Because that is our preferred method of interacting with you is just your question is not unique. I guarantee that there is somebody else out there that's nodding their head. I guarantee that there are so many of you listening right now that have either heard the things that we talked about on this podcast from your partner. I don't love you. I'm not attracted to you. Or you have said that to your partner. Or maybe you haven't said it to your partner, but you've been thinking it. Um, so it's just really helpful to be guided 
by having you reach out to us and say, I really want you to talk about this. So we have we have some pretty cool stuff coming up. We have a couple interviews that we're really excited about. We're going to also find uh, a specialist to talk about personality disorders. If one or both of you are experiencing that, that's not an area of expertise, but we would love to be able to give you that information. Also, if you are a specialist on personality disorders and you're listening right now, give us a give us a shout because we'd like to talk to you. Yeah. And then just a, a reminder, I was asking Zach how the sale of the book is going. And he said that the um, Kindle edition is up and rearing. So if you are just dying to hear all the dad jokes and all of the expertise that Zach has, um, I would check it out on Amazon.com. You go to the, the Marriage Therapy Journal um, by Zach Brittle. And the Kindle edition is just sitting there waiting for you to read it this weekend. And so, um, I'm proud to announce I already have a one star review um, <laughs> from from a very nice lady who didn't uh, like my font selection. So well, um, <clears throat> hopefully she liked your content. But yeah. I will also tell you that I did not care for your font selection in our emails. But I oh, mean, I that's also Yeah. yeah. Maybe it's not your level of expertise. Yeah, there, there we go. Um, <laughs> yeah, so um, yeah, and the paperback should be coming out any minute. So keep an eye open for that too. It's it's going to be a cool book to have in your hands and to write in and uh, check out. And if you want to make sure that you're the first to know when the paperback is available, you can go to, what is it? Relationship. Marriage Therapy, Marriage Therapy Journal. Marriage Therapy Journal.com. There we go. Yeah. Um, I'm so glad I know your website, Zach. <laughs> yeah. Hey, and you're going to get one, right? Uh, of course I am. I already bought mine. Yeah, I'm, I was the one who gave you the one star review, Zach. Uh -oh. Uh -oh, just kidding. All right, let's be done. I have to go get my kids some lunch. All right. Bye. All right, bye. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Marriage Therapy Radio. If you are interested in reaching out to us, be sure to send us an email. Be brief, because I don't love to read long emails, but our email address is info at fourbetter.us. It's I-N-F-O at four, F-O-R-B-E-T-T-E-R dot us. Thank you so much for all of your time and energy making your relationship better today than it was yesterday. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.